Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. You are listening to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast version of Morning Prayer Rite 2, as found in the 1979 Book of Common Prayer, available through Church Publishing Incorporated. Our devotional this week is offered by Lizzie McManus, our family minister. If you would like to support this podcast and St. Michael's Episcopal Church, you can contribute online at saint-michaels.org. If you wish to follow along at home, please turn to page 75 in your Book of Common Prayer. Jesus said, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. We will now read the Venite on page 82. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our maker for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The appointed psalm for today is 119 verses 145 through 176. I call with my whole heart. Answer me, O Lord, that I may keep your statutes. I call to you, O that you would save me. I will keep your decrees. Early in the morning I cry out to you, for in your word is my trust. My eyes are open in the night watches, that I may meditate upon your promise. 
Hear my voice, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. According to your judgments, give me life. They draw near who in malice persecute me. They are very far from your law. You, O Lord, are near at hand, and all your commandments are true. Long have I known from your decrees that you have established them forever. Behold my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. According to your promise, give me life. Deliverance is far from the wicked, for they do not study your statutes. Great is your compassion, O Lord. Preserve my life according to your judgments. There are many who persecute and oppress me, yet have I not swerved from your decrees. I look with loathing at the faithless, for they have not kept your word. See how I love your commandments. O Lord, in your mercy preserve me. The heart and your word is truth. All your righteous judgments endure forevermore. Rulers have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart stands in awe of your word. I am as glad because of your promise as one who finds great spoils. As for lies, I hate and abhor them, but your law is my love. Seven times a day do I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Great peace have they who love your law. For them there is no stumbling block. I have hoped for your salvation, O Lord. I have fulfilled your commandments. I have kept your decrees. I have loved them deeply. I have kept your commandments and decrees. 
for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. My lips shall pour forth your praise when you teach me your statutes. My tongue shall sing of your promise. For all your commandments are righteous. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your commandments. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let me live, and I will praise you, and let your judgments help me. I have gone astray like a sheep that is lost. Search for your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Jeremiah. You, therefore, shall prophesy against them all these words, and say to them, The Lord will roar from on high, and from his holy habitation under his voice. He will roar mightily against his fold, and shout, like those who tread grapes, against all the inhabitants of the earth. The clamor will resound to the ends of the earth, for the Lord has an indictment against the nations. He is entering into judgment with all flesh, and the guilty he will put to the sword, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, See, disaster is spreading from nation to nation, and a great tempest is stirring from the farthest parts of the earth. Those slain by the Lord on that day shall extend from one end of the earth to the other. They shall not be lamented, or gathered, or buried. They shall become dung on the surface of the ground. Wail, you shepherds, and cry out. Roll in ashes, you lords of the flock. For the days of your slaughter have come, and your dispersions and you shall fall like a choice vessel. Flight shall fail the shepherds, and there shall be no escape for the lords of the flock. Hark, the cry of the shepherds and the wail of the lords of the flock. For the Lord is despoiling their pasture, and the peaceful folds are devastated because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Like a lion, he has left his covert, for their land has become a waste because of the cruel sword and because of his fierce anger. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
we will now say a song of penitence found on page 90 in the Book of Common Prayer. O Lord and ruler of the hosts of heaven, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and of all their righteous offspring, you made the heavens and the earth with all their vast array. All things quake with fear at your presence. They tremble because of your power. But your merciful promise is beyond all measure. It surpasses all that our minds can fathom. O Lord, you are full of compassion, long-suffering, and abounding in mercy. You hold back your hand. You do not punish as we deserve. In your great goodness, Lord, you have promised forgiveness to sinners that they may repent of their sin and be saved. And now, O Lord, I bend the knee of my heart and make my appeal sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned, and I know my wickedness only too well. Therefore, I make this prayer to you. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent, and in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me in accordance with your mercy, and I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. For all the powers of heaven sing your praises, and yours is the glory to ages of ages. Amen. A reading from John. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now read the song of Zechariah found on page 92 in the Book of Common Prayer. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. 
Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. So our reading from Jeremiah today is one of these um, Old Testament passages that I suspect people might think of when they suggest that the anger of God in the Old Testament is met with the salve of Jesus's love in the New Testament. And I suspect this because the imagery of God abandoning the flock and bringing pain to God's chosen people is uh, disquieting at best and outright horrifying at worst. And there are a lot of reasons why I think that's actually a troubling way to approach scripture, to think that Jesus just fixes all of God's anger in the Old Testament. Um, And I think there are lots of reasons why we as Christians need to take the Old Testament seriously. And what I want to share today is that I believe the book of Jeremiah is a powerful testament of God's passionate love for God's people. And you might be thinking, uh, this, this is how God loves this passage. Um, One verse says, hear the cry of the shepherds and the sobbing of the masters of the flock because the Lord is ravaging their pasture. It's a troubling passage. And allow me first to contextualize the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah follows the prophecies of a young man who unwillingly begins to preach an urgent word of God to the people of Jerusalem. God knows that Jerusalem will soon fall to the conquering armies of Babylon. And part of why Jeremiah and God through Jeremiah say this will happen is because Jerusalem has become a wicked city where the wealthy and the powerful choose their own comfort and therefore implicitly and actively harm the vulnerable people among them. And this wickedness will lead to the collapse of the world as people know it. The entire city of Jerusalem, righteous and unrighteous, will be conquered. And Jeremiah is a prophet who is witnessing this war unfold before his eyes. The conquering armies are literally encroaching on the city of Jerusalem. In fact, Jeremiah is imprisoned by Jerusalem's leaders because they are so angered and so afraid of his words. They are afraid that his words will come true. And still, Jeremiah preaches. 
He preaches because he so desperately needs the people to hear them, and he needs the people to hear them because, as scholar Ellen Davis puts it, Jeremiah has no critical distance from the people whose suffering he sees and foresees so clearly. Jeremiah is one of the people. Jeremiah is one of the condemned. And he sees the tragedy that all of society is now condemned, both those in power who have neglected and harmed the vulnerable, and these same vulnerable people will feel the pain of this condemnation too. And Jeremiah sees this as a profound tragedy. Jeremiah's cries are for anyone who feel that God has profoundly wronged them. Jeremiah cries for parents lamenting a sick child. Jeremiah cries for a divorce that will leave no one feeling whole. Jeremiah cries for the poor who cannot afford to go to the doctor. Jeremiah cries for the accused who cannot afford a lawyer. Jeremiah cries for you when you feel nothing you can do or seek will give you peace. Jeremiah has a deep faith in God's abilities to do justice. And so out of his faith, out of his faith and his human anguish, he asks God why. Jeremiah is lamenting and he is lamenting out of love for his people. And I first really thought about this word, lament, and what it means to lament, to ask, to yell from your gut to God. I first thought about this word, lament, when I was 14 and walking through a refugee camp, an internally displaced persons camp, in northern Uganda. And my friend, who I was walking alongside said to me, lament is the heart of hope. Lament is the heart of hope. This friend is the Reverend Dr. Emmanuel Katangale. Uh, He's an expert on genocide and reconciliation in East Africa. He's a man who is well acquainted with the kind of sorrow and the kind of hope that Jeremiah expresses. Lament is the heart of hope, Father Emmanuel said, because lament is a prayer with urgency. Lament is diving into the heart of God and feeling what God feels and seeing what God sees. And so when I think about lament and I hold this image of God destroying a flock of sheep who are not so subtly a metaphor for God's own people. I think about the times in my own life when my rage or my sorrow has felt consuming, has felt destructive. Those moments that we sometimes call the dark night of the soul. And I think about how God Creator of the universe, counter of every hair on every head, God who believes in each and every one of us, God who desires all good things. I think about how God must feel when God sees us hurting each other, when God sees us implicitly and actively neglecting the vulnerable. 
And I wonder if God's passionate rage is itself a kind of salve. A reminder that God did not make us so that we might seek our own self-destructive ends. A reminder that we have a responsibility to God and our neighbors and ourselves to care. To care until it hurts. Because to truly serve God, we must receive God's endless grace. Yes. And we are also called to be God's flock. To remember that Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 25 to visit strangers in prison, to care for the sick when they cannot afford it, because in doing so, we are caring for Jesus in disguise. Amen. We will now say the Apostles' Creed found on page 96 in the Book of Common Prayer. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And And also also with you. Let us pray. Our Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll now say together Suffrages A, found on page 97. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. And guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us by your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, renew in us the gifts of your mercy, increase our faith, strengthen our hope, enlighten our understanding, widen our charity, and make us ready to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. And in all that we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. 
bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. At this time, I invite your own prayers and intercessions. We'll now say together the prayer of St. Christostom on page 102. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen.